talking rugby, <laughs> telling stories, rugby pickup. Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Who cares? Who knows? Why bother? Welcome back to Rugby Pick'em. We got a voicemail uh, show for you. The callers make the show. Tommy, what's the number? 720-259-8825. Patty, talk to me. Hey, boys. Uh, Patty from Providence here. Hey, we're scrolling through the old uh, Instagram the other day, and right between Hannah Palmer and, and Jenna Frooms, you know who I'm talking about, uh, saw, saw a little post for the Hassett Harpooners. Uh, look, the, the Providence and Hassett have a, have a long rivalry as New England's second city, but uh, would love to see some, some more local rugby and, and would love to hear if uh, you're seeing any other random teams popping up here and there. Uh, hope, hope you had a good Thanksgiving and uh, happy holidays. Talk to you soon. Well, uh, happy holidays to you. And uh, I saw the Instagram. I looked it up after. I looked it up. I looked up. I saw the Instagram. I looked it up. Did all of that. I, I looked it up. I saw the posts. And it looked like they made one signing. And it looks like they have a place in mind where they would want to play. Is that enough what, for a team? What else? What else? Tell me more about this team. Is this is this legit, John? The Hartford Harpooners. Hartford, Connecticut. What uh, what's the last thing that uh, happened in Hartford? <laughs> they lost the whalers. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There's already a New England team, Patty. So, so maybe that's an opportunity, Hartford. Patty, I doubt it's an MLF franchise, to be honest. But uh, keep your keep your ears and eyes on it. So, Tommy, we have an update, Hartford Harpooners update. Thank All you, right. Patty, for the call. But that call was two weeks ago when we recorded it. Right. Things have changed. Absolutely. Lots changed. Well, things it, might have changed. We, we've <laughs> seen some social media posts. I have some sources back in Connecticut. I like just saying the word sources. Right. Like I'm, like I'm legit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I called a buddy, uh, talked it over, and it sounds like the Harpooners are – fixing to become not an MLR team just yet, but they want to be a formidable academy in the Northeast that can play all the other academy teams. Yeah. So Rooney has their own U23 team. Mm. Old Glory is going to have a version of that. I'm not sure what the Free Jacks have in store, but it seems like a lot of ex-Fairfield uh, Yankees, that's yeah. a, a rugby club in Connecticut, have been signed by the Harpooners and Quite frankly, I'm just glad there's another team at play. That's good. Yeah, and you know that they they do want to play at a high level because they're not saying they're not in the MLR. Exactly. They, they want people to think that they're the highest level. And who knows? Maybe they could be bidding for a spot in two years. Right. Kanish Killebrew is always telling us, <laughs> yeah, we're looking to expand to 20-some-odd well, teams. Right. So maybe what's, he's got a pipeline. What's the buy-in? What's, what's that? Five Too much to count. Oh, no, it's, all, it's probably ten? up to 10. Oh, yeah. I heard, I heard it was, fees now. it's going up, but yeah. It was $5 million at yeah. one point. Yeah. You know what the Harper Harpooners should do? Keep signing young, hungry players and getting them game time. That's right. a great first step. Yeah. You don't need a flashy stadium or flashy sponsorship, if you can just get people more time on the field playing high-level rugby, you're doing the entire U.S. rugby community yeah. a service. So shout-out to the people who are making the Harpooners tick, and uh, we're behind it. 
Absolutely. Uh, Patty, appreciate the call. Hotbed Harpooners, <laughs> New England Free Jacks, it doesn't matter. You got to support your club. Do what feels right. Next caller. Same caller. Hey, boys. Patty from Providence again. Sorry, I forgot to uh, mention this on my last call. Uh, last weekend, was trying to watch the Ireland-Scotland uh, Autumn Nations League and then the, then the England-France uh, game and, and couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, I think it's on something called Flow Rugby or some nonsense like that, which I don't have access to. So, anyway, ended up watching the Maori All Blacks play the uh, Moana Pacifica. Great match. Little messy rugby, but uh, overall a lot of passion in that game, and I love the hackers. So, uh, just wondering if there's any way we could watch some quality international rugby. Uh, not sure if we can, but uh, would love some tips on that. Thanks, uh, and again, happy holidays. Hope you have a good new year. <laughs> God, Patty, <laughs> Providence. Oi, oi, vey. I'll tell you what. <laughs> that Moana Pacifica there. game, though, tell me about it. So, did you know Moana Pacifica is a new concept and it features New Zealanders who are of Pacific Islander, non New Zealand heritage? So, Samoa. Tonga and Fiji. And they played against the Maori All Blacks, who have made their code more strict over the years to only allow those who are of Maori heritage. Mitch Carpick does not, maybe for most people, pass the bill, but he has Maori heritage. That blonde lock. Yeah, Damo McKenzie tore up the U.S. Eagles, if you recall, in Chicago as a warm-up game to Ireland beating the All Blacks in Soldier Field. The Maoris now are specifically of Maori heritage, and they played against, and if you have not seen it, just watch the Hakas. They do dueling Hakas, one right after the other. I mean, not actually the, sorry, the, the Kiwi, the Maori Haka is a Haka, but um, the Moana Pacifica is their own version of a war dance. And it's like, it is like war on earth. It is amazing to see it. You can feel the ground shake. Calling up the tribal elders on the ground. It's beautiful. So Patty also wants to know where he can watch. Oh, yeah. That was a F- flow rug. He's having issues with flow rugby or something. He's not a, he's not a part of that. He's <laughs> not a member. He's a member. He doesn't have access to it. That's not Patty. Next time you call him, appreciate the call, by the way. Next look time up, you call him, Patty. I got a tip for t- tip for Patty. You just immediately look up on YouTube within approximately ten to fourteen hours of that whatever game it is that you want to watch. You look it up. It's going to be pirated, and you watch it before it gets taken down. That's my tip. Pro tip. Yep. Just get good at clicking out the uh, pop-ups. Now, Patty, you can play for pay for Flow Rugby, or you could be an absolute mongrel and ask a friend for a password like I did. Shout out to our next caller. Yeah, this is uh, Matt from D.C., big old Glorious fan, but uh, calling more about uh, an international thing. Uh, you know, re- re-watch the, uh, the first match between uh, Australia and New Zealand, and... Uh, you know, both teams kind of use this kind of dual pivot of um, 
you know, Moma or Barrett or if it would be JOC or Tohuma on Australia, kind of a, I guess, a new way of attacking with just not having one singular fly half but having kind of multiple stand-ins. Do you think this is the wave of the future? Um, you know, is this once again another example of the Southern Hemisphere just being more innovative and worlds ahead of the Northern Hemisphere? Uh, would be really interested to uh, hear you guys' thoughts on that. Hope you all are staying safe. Appreciate the um, observation of that because that's a detail of uh, selection, right? Whom you put at 12. The old school version of like a 12 being your basher versus like a playmaker, a second playmaker. But honestly, the Northern Hemisphere isn't far behind. Look at Owen Farrell playing 12, right? So like I, uh, I think the Southern Hemisphere pioneered that a bit with the Kiwis because it's it's a terminology thing. They have a first five eighth and a second five eighth in New Zealand. So they call them the first five eighth and the second five eighth because both of them can be a standoff. And um, you have playmakers in that position for a reason. So your next next man up, right? Like somebody goes down, next man up, right? Who's the closest one to fill that next role? And Tamua, like. Obviously, like, sorry, he, he went down with injury because I think he's a pretty playmaker. He's a pretty man. <laughs> he's a gorgeous, just a good looking, just a gorgeous man. Yeah, good jaw, bo- man. jaw, like his bone structure. Yeah, it's great. So yeah, I think I think uh, there are some some Southern Hemisphere teams that could like take a note from Northern Hemisphere teams. Like, I'm puzzled why though the Kiwis seem to not like the Moanga Barrett combo. I I hear a lot of the Kiwi vibe begging for Barrett back at ten, saying but, he's the best. So that's the next level of this conversation, which is who's gonna stand off, who's gonna be first receiver. And it's extremely valuable to have uh, another first receiver at fifteen. Right? So your fifteen can slot in anywhere. The mobility of that position right to left when you're navigating from the back is you can slot in anywhere. So to have a, a 10 who's a 15 and a 15 who's a 10, you speak about McKenzie, who plays both roles. Barrett plays both roles. It's a no-brainer to have Mwanga, who's an attacker and a creator at 10, and Barrett at 15, who can slot in and also change direction of the play, right? Like so you swing the direction of the play the other the other way. Like finishing yeah. runs. I it's obviously the way of the future. Uh, appreciate Matt from DC. Big old glory fan. Caca! Oh. Johnny, it looks like the glory hole is moving out into the burbs. And on the way, will we be paying any tolls? Troll toll. Only a troll toll. There's only one troll it's a minor, toll. It's a minor troll toll. But honestly, like playing in the burbs, it's uh, it's valuable for these teams because, you know. They're, <laughs> they're playing to a wealthier fan. They're saying, don't drive out to D.C. Stay in the Virginia Florida. suburbs. Come to this. I don't know. The stadium's pre-built. It's the, it's the MLR model is kind of like go see what local MLS stadium or soccer venture is like happening see if you can rent their field if you can't oh by the way no let's not be all negative the utah warriors announced breaking ground on their own field that is 
Pro MLR, that's future. That's people putting capital down. So hats off to the the folks out in Merriman, Fuck, the I Utah wish I had Warriors. A hat on. They also, <laughs> Johnny. They also invested. And this one's a little crazy in a like rugby academy, full on, mate. Full on academy in Eastern Washington <laughs> that are gonna like breed young rugby players and scholars. I love it. I love so, anytime someone signs a check. I do. I do as well. It, especially when you speak about breeding. So, is there actually breeding going on? I think it's going to be a breeding ground for talent, mm. which is what the Eagles need if they're going to compete with these tier one teams. So it's not actually like genetic. Uh, no, modification we're not doing a Yao uh, Ming setup here. All right. Last call. Hey guys, it's Jody from san diego and i just want to let you know how thankful i am for you you guys because uh all i could do today i couldn't get out of bed i could just listen to rugby pick them thanks for putting a smile on my face well jody we're glad that we could put the show on for you and for other rugby fans that wish they could get out to the game the games that unfortunately ceased to exist in this season yeah Tommy, what do you as the fan want next year? Game. Let me ask you a, qu- a hypothetical question right now on on the record, so to speak. Yeah. As as these rugby journalists say. Right. If the MLR who has announced their schedule, but we are still fighting COVID and fans are allowed at the games at all. Will there come a point for you where you're enjoying the broadcast enough to be fine with it, or will you be like, this has to stop? You know, it's it's so hard to say right now because there is no rugby. I'd just be so happy with any sort of broadcast. Um, Bootleg or not. Guthrie but, standards or not. Come, yeah, exactly. Come, yeah, with character. Um but come, you know, week seven or eight, it's hard to see where my mindset will be. I was like, yeah, this is great, but I want to, like, see that guy that I played with, like, six years ago. And I want to talk to him and get a beer with him and watch rugby at the same time while enjoying the nice weather. You know, it's hard to, th- it's hard. I miss that so much. And I think we all miss that so much, but it'd just be so great to have a broadcast right now. I'm with you. At a certain point, we're going to miss the in-person part of the game, but who the fuck knows what's going to happen next year. Yeah. John, it's been an absolute honor and pleasure. We have our Rugby Pick'em Awards coming up. The pleasure is mine. It's going to be a massive show, Tommy. El gusto es mío. Who are some of our guests that we have on? (laughs) Yeah, if you haven't seen... Okay, again, (laughs) we're going to take a moment here for PSA. We don't do this for advertisements. We don't put them on the blog. We don't put them on the site. But every time we sit down and record, we make sure it's good enough for your ears. So if you want to go back in time, go to rugbypickem.com, find a random article, listen to it. Listen to Tommy rank his favorite rugby movies, one of them being El Mismo Equipo. Uh, even though the, Great film. the guru gave a scathing review right. of our review. I remember that. He, yeah. he was yeah he was very critical of our review. And hey, we accept any voicemail. So that's we're, we're, we're happy with that critical review. 720-259-TUCK. TUCK. Talk it. Peg him. Talk it.
I miss that so much, and I think we all miss that so much, but... Right between Hannah Palmer and, and Jenna Frooms, you know who I'm talking about. Providence and Hasbitt have a, have a long rivalry as New England's second city, but... Uh... I saw the Instagram, I looked it up after, I looked it up, I looked up, I saw the Instagram, I looked it up, did all of that, I, I looked it up, I saw the posts. Uh, I think it's on something called Slow Rugby or some nonsense like that, which I don't have access to, so. That's my tip, pro tip. Oh, by the way, now let's not be all negative. Kaka! Well, uh, happy holidays to you. Uh, overall, a lot of passion in that game, and I love the hackles. So, uh, just wondering. Seven two zero two five nine eight eight two five. Tuck. Tuck. Seven two zero two five nine. Tuck. What do you do after you tuck? You tuck and then you. And then you walk hey boy, the runway. Uh, Patty from. What do you do after you tuck? You walk the runway. No, you roll. Oh, I'm talking roll. I'm talking. Oh, we're talking about different things. Oh, cool. cool, cool. Patty, talk to me. Patty, I'm going to tell you a couple of fun facts about the Moana Pacifica game. Uh, more likely, you can check out uh, the most likely, more likely next MLA team, which is uh, the the San Juan Juantanameras out of uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico. That's more likely. It's a province, not a state. Uh, Patty, appreciate the call. Breed young rugby players and scholars. I love it. I love so, it anytime someone signs a check. I do. I do as well. It, especially when you speak about breeding. So, is there actually breeding going on? Know your role. Is brat worse? B R A T. W-U-R-S-T. Bratwurst. I know what I got from the store. <laughs> it's a cold cut. They slice it. I'm like, 